Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning into the show. I'm so glad you carved out some time to listen, and if you like this episode, or any of them for that matter, please share the show. Our ultimate goal here at Blue Mountain Ministries is to get the Word of God out to all that we can by bringing it through hope and practical teaching you can use in your daily life. I want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way before we get started. If you'd like, you can follow us on Instagram at Pastor James Melody, on Facebook at Blue Mountain Ministries, and on YouTube at Blue Mountain Ministries. And check us out on the ministry homepage as well at bluemountainmen.net. And by the way, if you're ever in Front Royal and want to come join us for service, currently right now in the winter months, we're having service on Sundays at 3 p.m. at the Shenandoah Farms Community Building. And if you need directions or have questions, shoot us an email or hit us up in Facebook Messenger. All the details will be in the show. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Um, it's Mel. I just wanted to get on here and talk a few minutes to you about worship important it is to worship why we worship I taught last September on why we worship and um, elaborate a little bit on that and the power of worship is something that is it's your power source it's how we activate um, blessings and favor it's how we activate fellowship with God it's how we get revelation it's how we are enlightened as believers and I just believe that it's so important in this time, in this day, and in this age to really reinforce the various ways that we can worship as believers. So I want to go over that real quick with you. Um, the Old Testament teaches us that the word um, shaka is the Hebrew word. It depicts the action of humbling oneself. It literally is a verb. It means to bend over. We, we are bowing down. We are humbling and submitting ourselves. To God in worship so that's where um, throughout scripture you'll see you know every knee shall bow it's a shaka it's a submission it's a humbling of oneself um, yada is what we call praising it's the Hebrew word for praising it depicts um, a praise or a giving of thanks a shouting a speaking a thankfulness to mighty God and these um, various forms of praise and worship we see throughout the Bible we see it um, Today, um, when we watch television and we're watching church on TV, when we're fellowshipping with other saints in our churches, um, we see these things. But a lot of times we miss the mark as believers because we're not doing it privately. And that's what I really want to talk about today. If you need something in your life, if you are falling short in some area, if you are looking for something and you don't know where you're missing the mark, even in your faith, if you're if you've become complacent or stagnant, I guarantee you you're not worshiping, and that's what you need to do. There are different types of worshiping. Okay, I want to go over just a, a few of what they are. We I always like to say it, quiet talks. Quiet talks is something when you just kind of sit with God and you're just having quiet conversations. Sometimes people get so sad they say that if you just say the name Jesus, the, there's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, it's true. And in Hannah and 1 Samuel one thirteen, we read, we read, if you do not know the story, I recommend you go to 1 Samuel and start at chapter 1 and just begin reading. Um, Hannah is praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. It was 
She was saddened. She was upset, but she was praying to herself. She was praying in her heart, and God heard her. What's interesting is that even though her mouth was moving and they could not hear her voice, she was walking and praying. She was just in a desperate cry to God, and yet the leader of the church or that tent, if you will, at that time was Eli, and he thought she was drunk, um, but he didn't know what she was doing. So sometimes when we are at our darkest hour, whether you're a believer or not, all you have to do is cry out to the Lord. And if that's in your heart, if it's in your mind, I want you to be reassured and encouraged to know that God hears you. Even when you're quiet and when you feel you don't have the strength to say anything but the name of Jesus, God can hear you. And the angel armies come to your beck and call. Know that, okay? Don't be misled and think that you can't reach God because you're not shouting or praying properly or um, going through a routine that other faith-based churches tell you or other belief systems tell you have to find God in this way and in this manner. That is not accurate. That is a lie straight from the devil. All those who call upon the Lord, God hears you, okay? Another way is our testimony. You know, a lot of us, we have such testimonies. Our testimony is because we came through a storm and God changed us and saved, saved our soul. He saved us. And that's a joy and an ecstatic joy that you can't contain. And people need to hear that. They need to know what God brought you from. Because the glory isn't about your story. The glory is about what God brought you you from. So all the, the credit goes to him. But through that testimony is how people hear about God's goodness. So your testimony is a huge way that we worship. And sharing that testimony with those who need to hear it, he is your happily ever after. And they need to hear that. They need to know that they, they can receive that happily ever after as well. Also, we have prayer. Prayer is your lifeline. That's your bat phone. That's your pager. If you're a 90s person i went there if it's if you're if you're a millennial all right that's your that's your text message you know that's your radio your direct radio to god your prayer life is essential you can talk to him anytime any place you don't have to say a certain prayer you don't have to go to a priest you don't have to go anywhere you go to him directly god is there and he is leading you in all things if you allow him but only through prayer can we receive that amen also singing praising that's a form of worship these are things that we can do in our prayer life in our our quiet times in our driving in the car times and our cooking is singing and praying i can't tell you how many times i was saying a prayer and then i would break out into a song i can't tell you how many times i've been in a car and i'm just talking 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 to the Lord. all of a sudden i break out into a song and i'm praising okay praising remember i said is yada that is coming to the Lord with thanksgiving. So if you're singing in the car and you're you're worshiping, or if you're at church and you're corporately worshiping, or if you are, you know, in your war room and you're worshiping and talking to the Lord, then all of a sudden you end up in deep worship. Okay, you are having a an intimate time with God. That is a submissive and a humbling act. It's it's being on your knees, face down on the floor, seeking God's help, guidance, or divine utterance, utterance which is when the Lord speaks to us directly. So singing and praising are, there's, there's many different areas of instruments. There's um, just singing a cappella. There's just, you know, 
singing spiritually in in church they're singing in the shower all this is worshiping god with our hands lifted you may not be a hand lifter that's okay um but when you know freedom and you've been delivered from some stuff all you can do is put your hands up and worship god regardless of what the person next to you looks like because you know what god has done and he deserves those um, raised hands in his honor so we have quiet talks we have testimony, we have prayer, we have singing and praising and all the different forms of worship that that entails. We also have service. I don't know if you are a leader, maybe you serve in your community, maybe you um, serve in your church, maybe you serve on the board somewhere, maybe you're a Sunday school teacher, maybe you just talk to people on your break at work about Jesus, maybe you're a kid and you talk to kids at your lunch table. Either way, that is serving, you're serving God. In our church, we have um, all kinds of kids, not just our own. We have all kinds of kids, and they'll come and help set up chairs. Some will help put the food out, pass out the pencils, say hi to the people coming in. Um, that's a service. Those little things God sees. Amen. That is a type of way, not only when, the, when your children do that or children of the church do that, but it's a way of showing that God trusts the smallest things. When we allow them to come in and serve like that, we are instilling in them how important it is to serve the Lord, even the smallest of tasks, because that all matters, right? So it's important. The smallest of things, let them help. Lead them. Lead by example and show them, hey, you guys want to come over here and help me set up the chairs? Or would you sweep the floor? Or would you go ahead and, and you know, be in the parking lot holding the sign welcoming people to church these small things they're very 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 important that we teach our kids and the kids with underneath us in our ministries and in our youth groups and in our children's churches how important it is because that service starts young it should start young amen and when they learn it at church they'll learn to carry it out they'll learn to do it at home with their families who may be have church hurt um, they could do it in their schools on their teams, those types of things really matter. We have a, an athlete, and he invites his friends to come to church, whether it's for youth night or whether it's Bible study at our church, and we're always having new kids show up. But that's serving, right? That's serving, and that's very, very important. But not to get stuck on the kids, it also matters who cleans. What about those who clean the church? I mean, they're, you know, they're serving. They're serving the Lord. Every person matters every job that someone does as long as we're doing it for god's glory and we're doing it for the right reasons all who serve are blessed and the lord sees those small acts and he sees that and he will reward you abundantly it is amazing how much we can do and we need to learn to be servants and christ learned to uh, or taught the disciples that the washing of feet, one was to be a servant, not to be a leader, but to serve others. That is the entire, that's ministry, period. You don't have to be a leader. You don't have to, no one has to know your name. They just have to see Jesus's light. Amen. They have to see God in you. And that's what service is. So service is a huge, huge opportunity in worshiping God. You don't have to know who I am. I don't care if you don't, if you don't remember me tomorrow, that's okay. But if you can see God and what it is we're doing here, that's all that matters. Because God knows my name. I don't care if you don't know it. That's okay. I don't. It's okay. But as long as you can see God in what we do, 
we're shining Christ's light, then we're being obedient to what we're supposed to be doing because it's all about him. Amen? All right. And the last one I wanted to talk to you about was offering, tithe and offering. Uh, I don't know if you have a home church. If you do, that's great. Then you should you should give there. I know a lot of people get um, they get all jacked up when you use certain terminology like tithe when you, you know, you call it what you want. I, I'm not going to argue with you about doctrine. A lot of people like to do that. Well, that's Old Testament. We don't like to call it tithe because tithe is Old Testament. Well, you're right. And and you know what? We're not under the Mosaic law anymore. We're not under that we're not under that covenant anymore. But there is a reverence that we should have for that. We should respect those laws. You know, murder is frowned upon. So is stealing. That was old laws, right? Those are the Ten Commandments. There's still a penalty to be paid if we commit those crimes. Amen? So even though we are not under Mosaic law, we should still have reverence for what was taught in the Old Testament. End of story. Tithe was taught. So Jesus teaches to when we have an amount that we have um, to, to give with the Lord that we have agreed upon. Okay. It says Luke 638. Let me just give it and give, give, ugh, give, and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So what we do is when we give to give is it's a privilege. It's also a discipline. Okay. This is an act of worship, whether it's giving to your church, giving to a ministry, um, giving to missionaries, whatever it is, anything you've agreed with the Lord, this is the amount in which we are going to give. Okay. Anything after that's considered offering, giving. Okay. So you can label whatever you want to label. But if I and my husband agree that God, this is what we're going to give every, you know, two weeks or every week or every month. This is what the Lord has placed on my heart. This is what the Lord says I need to give. I need to obediently give. And as he says increase, then I do that. Then I am being obedient to the word of God. I am being obedient to the New Testament. So whatever terminology you wish to use, it doesn't matter. The whole point is that you're being obedient to what God has asked of you. That's what's important. Anything after that is offering. So you may go to another church. You may um, give to something online. You may give to a ministry. You may give to a person and say, the Lord told me that I needed to give you this. God wants you to have this. Give him praise and glory and thank you and be blessed. Those are just simple examples of how we give um, and how offering works. Amen. Uh, Malachi says, and this is God's dare. It's awesome. Malachi 3.10 says, bring all the tithes, one tent, into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing until there is no room for you to receive it. God literally says, test him in this. Try it. Try it. Be obedient to it and allow God to bless your life. Okay, that's God's dare. Now, I did talk about the several different ways, the quiet talks, the testimonies, faithful prayer life, singing, praising and worshiping, and our faithful giving and service. These are all the just some of the different forms of worship. And even though it is an act to do these things, when we habit train, when we use habit training in our spiritual life, it becomes an attitude. Worship becomes an attitude. It becomes a lifestyle. Okay, so I encourage you, please, I encourage you, allow God to move in your life, be obedient in your, in your walk, 
and begin to try these different forms of worship and watch how God opens doors and closes some. You're going to watch your circle get really small. Don't be upset. Let God shut that. Let God shut that down. Close that circle off because you know what? It might be for a blessing. Amen. You're going to know through your habit training and your spiritual walk, you'll know when to pray, you'll know when to worship, you'll know when to be quiet, you'll know when it's necessary to do victory shouts. You're going to begin to take your life and you're going to allow God to lead it and you're going to become stronger in your faith and you're going to grow rapidly. And that's exactly what God wants. He wants you to live an abundant life. You will have an attitude of faith. Amen. So I just want to get on here and encourage you, tell you that worship comes in many different ways. God wants us to worship him. It was the reason why we were created. It is literally our divine purpose. But we have the choice to do that. So what will you choose today? Amen. Well, we're praying for you. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, Spring has sprung. It is officially the first day of spring. New things are on the horizon. Allow God to move in you, through you, and for you. Remember, he moves and he's ahead of you in all things. So let him lead you, all right? Be blessed and have a great, great week. We love you. Bye-bye.